This is Rainbow Six Radio, bringing you the Next Generation Podcast for talk, news, and information for all things Rainbow Six. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Rainbow Six Radio, your weekly podcast for all things related to the game, the community, and what is happening in that realm. I'm here this week again with Captain, my co-host, and we will be talking about a lot of stuff in today's show. Um, there's, there's just a, a lot, yeah. A ton of information that has come to light. We've got massive nerfs. We've got information on a new event coming that is actually a facelift of an old map, and uh, we will be talking about the the newest operators that are that have been leaked. Uh, both operators for next season, what they can do and what their weapons are. Uh, some removal of some attachments in the game uh, that might be coming, and uh, just a ton of stuff. Um, we also will be foregoing our weekly pro tip this time because our Q&A is the answer to that is kind of a pro tip in and of itself. So we'll be answering that later in the show than we typically would. Uh, if you haven't already joined our Rainbow Six community, please feel free to do so. You can check us out over on Reddit at Rainbow Six Radio on Reddit. That's uh, S-I-X, not the number six, Rainbow Six Radio. And feel free to uh, post a question or, uh, you know, post looking for match gameplay clips. Uh, it gives us a chance to interact with you. You can ask questions of us. We are very active over there and uh, just allows us to kind of have that level of dynamic interaction that is just... Um, a little bit more one-on-one. -on -one, um, Definitely. You know, something we can do on, like, the YouTube channel or anything like that. So yeah. um, we have – let's just get kind of right into it because we have so much to talk about today. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what's up first? So basically, you know how last week we were talking about the light glitch um, according to what some people would call a glitch on a consulate? Right. So basically, um, for the first time ever, um, they are removing this map. They're disabling it so they can fix that light problem. Um, so the hot fix this week on PC, and they are totally taking out for console until the next patch. Um, so this, yeah, like I said, this is the first time uh, a map has been hot disabled. Right. We've seen that before with uh, Clash, where mm -hmm. she's been... Um, I guess hot disabled by the term hot disabled, just being like, hey, there's a problem. We're responding, taking it out immediately. Yep. Um, and then it just is like, boom, cut out from the game uh, mm -hmm. without needing to wait for a patch to first occur before they do that. And right. now this is the first time, as you've said, we've seen this with a map. Um, what do you think about? So, I mean, because you said we did talk about this last week, that the map had the darker lighting. It had those pools of shadow. Um, and there were a lot of people that, didn't like it because they felt it made the map harder to see on. And then we were kind of talking about like the whole, you know, well, it's about finding advantage. And if you can use those shadowy areas to your advantage and it's not like it made you invisible, all that stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. So in light of all that and how they've responded by essentially removing it from the game, uh, because we are on console, right? So we don't get the benefit yep. of the PC hotfix to get right back into it this week. Right. So it's not going to be in there. It's going to be out of the playlists. Um, for ranked and for casual and even for newcomer because newcomer is a playlist right. that only has three maps to begin with and consulate mm -hmm. is one of them. So now they only so have now two it's maps. Two. Yep. So what do you think about all this? I think that, um, you know, it goes along the lines of how they deal with uh, situations, um, taking it to the extreme. 
I do. I, I think this is absolutely ridiculous. I do not think that they have to completely disable this map. I didn't think it was that bad to begin with. I mean, to be honest, like it wasn't that noticeable until we like went back and actually looked at the footage. Um, so for me, I just, I think it's absolutely, uh, ridiculous taking away a map that, you know, a lot of people enjoy playing, um, just because there's a couple lighting problems. That's, that's dumb. Well, I mean, it was more than a couple lighting problems, right? I mean, the whole map definitely felt dim and there were definitely pockets of shadow all over the place. Um, now, like we were talking about, there's people like us that were kind of like, know this is actually not too bad it's kind of interesting and dynamic and it just looks richer and warmer and you know deeper um you know shadows and color depth uh and then there's other people that are like you know no we prefer the the flat um full bright lighting it makes it easier to see it's more competitive and whatever so there's you know definitely people on both sides of the coin and i yeah i want to say that um there's maybe not a wrong way to think about that per se because uh while some people enjoyed the way it looked others you know just felt there was kind of a hindrance but um, I do think it's interesting to see that this is the first time that they've implemented the step and they were pretty, I want to say pretty responsive to it um, because it was only that way for maybe a week and mm-hmm. they made the call to disable it. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah. And now that's not the only thing that has kind of changed recently in the game though. We've also gotten uh, just this huge incoming wave of massive nerfs. Uh, and and th- there is actually a, a buffer two in here as well, but uh, massive controversial nerfs that are coming mm-hmm. to the test server right now. Now, I always want to make sure that people know when I say that these are massive nerfs that are coming, uh, that they are on the test server, which means that they are subject to change. It's possible that they could not be implemented uh, or it, you know that they could somehow alter the parameters of them as a rule of thumb, typically what goes on to the test server does wind up getting passed on to the live game in the next patch. Um, there have been a couple of exceptions on that. They tested like some recoil fire patterns uh, and they decided to not go ahead with it from the test server or they tested uh, weapon site misalignment and they had to go through a couple passes on that on the test server before it was ready to go live. So there are sometimes things that they will test out that don't go live, but I would say overwhelmingly, like 95% of what they test does go live. It's a good indicator for seeing that what they're doing now is probably going to be what we're playing very, very soon. So let's start with the the big controversial uh, nerfs. So first of all, Buck is now getting his frag grenades taken away and they are being replaced with claymores. I think personally, this is a change that literally nobody asked for yeah i think that this creates a situation where he winds up losing uh, a very effective tool they state on their side of the coin that uh they feel like he just he's too versatile and that having that claymore will allow him to have his back watched while he does his soft breaching but while that's true, I would rather have seen the flashbangs taken out and replaced with the claymore as opposed to the right. frags if mm-hmm. you wanted that option. Because um, when, I, you know, so I'm thinking of situations like maybe on border when the objective is in armory, for instance, right? Yep. So they're up there 
and you hop in as Buck in the, uh, I think it's called the HVAC room that's directly yep. underneath Armory. Yep. And you'll use him to rip up the ceiling right above his head when he first hops in that window, which is a very common spot for defenders to sit, right? So he rips up the, yeah. the floor underneath their feet. And then he has the ability to toss up a frag grenade. Yep. Um, and that will, you know, either spook them out of a position or, you know, maybe it'll net him a kill or whatever it might be. And now he kind of loses that because, you know, there's overlap between him and Sledge, right? They both do that soft breach thing. But Sledge is more of the horizontal soft right. breach. And Buck does something that Sledge can't in that he can do the vertical. Now, of course, they right. can both hit floors. But I'm talking about ceilings. Like, Sledge mm-hmm. can't hit ceilings. Uh, and Buck can. So that's where he really shines with that ability. Uh, and I think it's just the change that nobody asked for, especially considering that he's been the way he's been since year one, season one. And his counter has kind of always been, if you pick him, he has somewhat of a challenging recoil pattern to master. Right. So it's like, he's really versatile. He, you know, he brings this good utility, but, but his weapon is a little harder to control and they've never really done anything much to make his weapon easier to control. They've always kind of left it like that as a balance. So, like, I don't know why anybody felt like he needed this sudden change. What do you think? Right. I, I mean, I totally agree. Um, and uh, to kind of add to your kind of points, I feel like a lot of times, nine times out of ten, um, to use Buck effectively um, and in a team style, usually you have someone going with you. And I feel like that's kind of the 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 balance too. Um, you don't need that claymore because you have a teammate with you, and you know that way you have someone watching your back and also someone that can also control either um, below them or above them while you continue to open up spots and then you can kind of move in and do whatever else. Like I under, I understand like not wanting to have someone come up behind you. Um, but yeah, I don't think that they should have gotten rid of the frags because it definitely completely changes um, a very specific play style for using him. And I agree that if they had got rid of the flashbangs instead, I feel like that would have been a smarter choice. So what do you think is the real reason that they did this? I mean, obviously they gave the reason that like we want him to be able to have his back watch while he's doing it. And he has a lot of versatility anyway. Like, do you, do you think it's just really that simple or do you think there's something deeper there? Um, once again, I'm, I'm sure, um, and I, I could be totally wrong, but this is me, me guessing that this is going into, um, the talk about that new grenade or new ability that's going to come in that is going to be able to do small breaches into reinforced walls. Right. So the, uh, redistribution of secondary attacker gadgets. Yep. Uh, that, that is, so you're, you're thinking that that might be a little bit of future proofing against that redistribution. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think, I think if, and if, if I'm right, um, I feel like this is going to be a slow burn, um, that every so often one attacker is going to lose their frags. Well, we also just not that long ago saw a redistribution of frags across a lot of players. Um, yep. 
because like Nuck just got the frag grenades and uh, one or two other people kind of got a redistribution of frag grenades too. Yep. Um, and like other weird operators have them like Gloss. I mean, like, you know, the long range sniper has, has grenades and yeah, it's just, there's some kind of like weird kits that way. But, uh, yeah. and then also I feel like the distribution of Wamai into things as far as the um, grenade protection defenses yep. Um, also kind of shook things up to the point where they wanted to make some changes. I just, uh, there's very few operators that I feel like the grenades are just the natural fit. And oh, Buck sure. was one of them. Buck is definitely one of them. You know, like I look at Nuck and she's got grenades and I'm like, uh, okay. Or Glaz, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, oh, well, all right, I suppose. You know, but like w- with Buck, it was just like, yes, it made sense makes perfect sense his utility and was something you know and they'll make changes like this like when they took frag grenades away from iq it was like why why Mm -hmm. did you do that like it fit her utility so if she saw a gadget on the other side of a door like so say there was a castle panel and on the inside of the castle panel to the right of the doorway there was a mute jammer there Right. So you couldn't put on a breach and charge or anything like that. But she saw the jammer. She can detect it. And then she could toss in that little frag grenade because she knew where to throw it because she could see the position and it would it would take it out the panel and the gadget. Right. Or she detected something on the other side of a wall, but there was a drone vent. She could toss in a frag grenade through the drone vent because she knew where the gadget was. And like the frag grenades fit her utility. And they're just like, "Mm, no, we're going to take that away. And now in this case, you know, it's like, Buck, you know, he can pop a hole in a wall it doesn't even have to be at at head level you could have popped it at ceiling level and then you know you can toss that frag grenade over into a known defender position or the example i was saying before where you can basically shred the floor underneath the defender's feet from below and then toss the frag grenade up it just it matched his utility and they're like "Mm, no we're gonna give it to nuck okay (laughs) trash it's trash so then they go and speaking of grenades right Oh, my God. Jaeger. Jaeger is getting the biggest nerf ever and the biggest nerf ever and yet not. So let me explain this one. They've essentially so they said that he's the most overpicked operator. He's picked at 90 percent in platinum and up and they want to reduce his um, his pick rate. They were hoping that with introduction of Wamai that as an alternative to Jaeger that that would bring that down. But they saw it didn't affect anything at all. So now what they've done is they've made Jaeger a two-speed operator instead of a three-speed. It's a huge change, and yet it does, it's not going to solve the problem. The problem with Jaeger is that he has set-it-and-forget-it utility that is so effective at what it does. Each of his ADS units covers a wide area, and each of them shoots down two projectiles, so all three will shoot down six projectiles. Uh, that's a lot of coverage, especially when you compare it to Wamai, who has to wait for each of his to, to regenerate and can only throw yep. out one at a time. But it's his utility that makes him such a strong pick. Like, this isn't really going to necessarily affect anything because people are still going to pick him for that utility that he brings. It's set it and forget it, and it's very effective. It does yep. nothing to address that. So... I don't know that this is going to do like, I feel like, yes, 90% pick rate overpicked. They want to do something about it, but I don't feel hitting his movement speed was the way to go. 
Right. What do you think? I think that if, if yeah, if they were going to do some sort of buff uh, or some sort of nerf, I'm sorry, uh, it definitely should have been with his gadget and not his speed. Now, I mean, you know, changing him from a three-speed to a two-speed is going to be a little bit better for that toxic roam, um, but not much. You know, there's a bunch of two-speed operators that are also good at, you know, spawn peeking and um, stuff like that. I mean, you know, everyone likes to use Doc, too. So um, it's it's interesting. I I think there's going to be people that are going to be annoyed, um, but then they're going to start playing them and realize that the only difference is they can't run to a specific window as quickly. Well, one thing I saw over on Twitter was um, another content creator who's somewhat involved in the pro scene, uh, Get Flanked, had asked an open question of any pros that wanted to respond to him. And he just said, hey, honest question to the pros that play the game. Does changing Jaeger from a three-speed to a two-speed uh, affect your desire to want to pick him and play as him? And uh, at, at least one pro responded, and the pro said, it's not going to affect things for me at all. Because right. the reason I pick him is because of his overwhelmingly powerful utility. I said exactly. it, I forget it, I go off site, it protects the site really well, and I'm off in the other half of the map doing my thing. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't change anything for me, so as a pro, I'm going to continue to play him. This does not affect my pick rate for this character. Right. So, I think that it might have been nice to see him either reduced from three ADS units down to two ADS units, or if you're going to keep him at three to maybe make it so that they have a smaller area of coverage right? or, or something. Uh, the next big nerf is, oh, my new favorite main on defense, Mozzie. Mozzie, they are taking away his super shorty shotgun, so he is only going to have a regular secondary pistol now. Uh, they had recently given that super shorty shotgun to Castle. Yep. Now Mozzie just doesn't have it at all. Uh, and they say they wanted to do that because they felt that Mozzie was too versatile. That with the super shorty shotgun, he could create rotations and he could, you know, pop hatches and move around the map uh, a lot. And he was already bringing a lot in regards to being able to use uh, intel from the drones that he captured. And um, just like he was overall just too versatile. Uh, what are your thoughts? I uh, disagree. Um I think taking away his super shorty shotgun, it's it's making it so that now he, once again, to do his job, needs to rely on other people. Um, and when it comes to defenders, I don't think that that is beneficial now that might sound confusing um you know i know most people's um special abilities and gadgets and stuff um are it, it helps everyone on the team kind of you know just like we were talking about uh jaeger's ads units um he can lay them down and go and that's awesome you know um in mozzie's actual ability is kind of the same thing and he can kind of control the drones, but now you're forcing him to have other people open rotations. Um, I'm thinking more specifically just trap doors in general. Um, and that 
puts a disadvantage on the defense in general. Um, it's kind of giving another nerf to the defenders and um, a buff to the offense, in my opinion. I'm split on this one. I really yeah. am. Like, I, I understand the points that you're saying. I understand the points that Ubisoft is saying is that he was too versatile. I'm not going to lie. Part of why I picked him so often was because that versatility. Mm -hmm. I loved being able to either make murder holes or create rotation points or pop hatches all in a secondary without yep. having to sacrifice taking like the commando as the primary. Yep. And, and then his ability was really solid too. Like he's got three of those pests that he can deploy mm -hmm. and um, most top floor sites have three stairwells. So he can essentially jam all three points of entry to get up to that floor guaranteeing he's going to probably, you know, get a, get at least one of them uh, to, right. to hack a drone. Yeah. Like I see what they're saying. He's very, very versatile and they wanted to counter his versatility. I see what you're saying that, you know, that's just maybe not really the way to go about doing it. Um, I do feel like this is going to impact how often I play Mozzie because I did pick him for the versatility. Yep. I mean, like, I love his primary. I, I love his gadget, but I loved his versatility the most. Yep. Um, and without that versatility, I may, I'm still going to pick him. I'm still going to play him. But oh, for I sure. don't know if I'll pick him and play him as, as much, much. Uh, because of that loss of versatility. So, you know, if that's what they were going for, then I guess at least in my case, um, you know, maybe mission sort of accomplished to a certain degree <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah. again, like Jaeger, I feel like because, OK, here's the thing. I, I've seen Mozzie picked overwhelmingly lately, uh, lately being like the last couple of months, not necessarily super recently. Uh, it seems like there's always a Mozzie now. Right. And yeah. I feel like there was something that needed to be done to him because it's like he's almost become a must pick due to that versatility. Right. But I feel like maybe hitting his gadget might have been the way to do it as opposed to taking away the, the super shorty because essentially the whole thing is like they want to like take a look at his pick rate, right? Not necessarily because right. there's other operators that are very versatile. Yeah. He's not the only one. So we're not right. doing a pass on all operators that are versatile. We're doing a pass on him because he's versatile and he's frequently picked. Right. Um. So, you know, what, what else can affect his pick rate? Well, if you take a look at his gadget – um, you know, maybe you give him two pests instead, instead of, three. of three. Yeah. That way, even on sites that have, you know, you've got those three stairwells, there's one of them that he can't address. Uh -huh. So if you really want to have that comprehensive coverage, you're going to have to pair up with a mute or whatever. Right. Um, might've been a way to do it. I don't know. Or even affect the AOE of the pest. I've heard you know. that, but it's already barely enough to cover a single wide doorway. It can't cover right. an entire double wide doorway unless you plant it right in the center of the door threshold. Right. Uh, if you plant it off to the side, it only covers half that double wide doorway and it barely covers a single wide doorway. So I don't right. know if reducing the area of effect, like if you really could that much. Yeah, that's still have true. to make sense. I don't know. I'm it's it's just rough. Like I, I've really come to enjoy Mozzie and it's because of his versatility. Now, I yep. will say that maybe this change might mean a little bit less roaming. 
uh, you know, just in general. It might reduce the presence of some aggressive roaming because that right. versatility goes down. So maybe maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But I'll be I'll we'll still be sad. Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so another the last of the the big nerfs here comes to Kaid and Goyo. And this comes in the form not of their ability, but of their um their their slug based shotgun, the TCSG twelve. So it was previously doing uh eighty four damage and now it's going down to fifty five. So we're getting like a 30 point reduction in damage here pretty much. Uh, and it was interesting to see um, Rogue Nine is something of a mad scientist in the Rainbow Six community where he will go in and spend hours and hours and hours testing uh, just, you know, crunching raw numbers to test things. And he said that uh, he tested it on the tester and I'm sure he'll have a video up on this in a couple of days. He usually does. But he said that uh, on the test server with these changes, now it takes up to eight shots with the TCSG 12 to down not kill a level three armor and then could take two more shots to secure the kill now he admits this is against a character at full health at long range so you know your max damage fall off is applying mm -hmm. um at limb strikes so this isn't being hit in you know center mass or head uh but still 10 shots to kill a character at that range. Now, that's typically not how you're going to be using a shotgun. And he acknowledges that. Uh, but still, 10 shots. As a comparison, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a lot. Um, now, that does not represent the average engagement, of course. You're going to be at shorter range. Uh, probably not all 10 of your shots are going to be limb shots. You mm -hmm. know, it may or may not be against the three-armor character. But... Um, sort of a reality check for the the kind of reduction in power of that weapon because previously it could at at normal fall off ranges it was a two shot to kill weapon yep and now they're trying to make it a three shot to kill weapon at those ranges but at longer ranges it, it's it's even more of a marshmallow shooter the problem is that the slug shotgun was so of course there's the other one right vigil has the boss g12.2 but the big limiting factor with that is that it's a break barrel two-shot shotgun. Right. So every two shots, you have to reload. That wasn't the problem here. And so it was kind of the closest thing that defense had to a DMR. It was slower firing uh, than, than another kind of, you know, than an attacker DMR. Uh, because if you spammed it too hard, the recoil would drive your shots upward and be unpredictable because it has that really heavy kick. Yeah. Uh, so you, you would have to wait like a beat in between your shots, you know, just like let it, let it settle for just a second and then take your second shot. So it did have that, uh, that was a disadvantage versus attacker DMRs, but it was sort of the closest thing the defense had to compare. And now, uh, you know, it was already a, a bit of a challenge when you've got somebody coming at you, you know, you've got a, an ash rush or, a, or whatever, or somebody's peeking you or whatever it might be, you know, having to do that, you know, shoot, beat, shoot, you know, like that, that little second there for that reticle to recenter was already kind of a vulnerability. Yep. And now you have to add another pause shoot into that cycle in order to, to land the kill. Now that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. It is significantly a lot. Um, do you, what do you think about that? I mean, as, as you use that character with, uh, cause you play Goyo sometimes you'll take I the play shotgun. Goyo sometimes, uh, every once in a while I'll play Kaid too, but it's like, 
it's too much. You know, I I understand um, because, yeah, you know, two shots to kill at long distance can be kind of ridiculous. Um, but so are the DMRs. And, well, and, the, and that's a thing. Um, I think I think there could have been a happy medium um, from going from one extreme to the next. Um, so maybe instead of like a 30 point reduction, maybe like 15 uh, and instead of. Um, you know, 10 shots at long range, um, maybe three. I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. Um, I think yeah. everything's ridiculous apparently today, but, um, <laughs> well, so, and these have been all the ridiculous nerfs. So maybe to shake things up a little bit, we can talk about the buffs because they're... the ridiculous buff that's about to happen. Yeah. Too. Yeah. So this is, on... <laughs> well, first let's just do the normal one. That's like sort of yep. in between. Right. So, uh-huh. so the neutral one that's. This is this is a good buff. I, I like yeah. this one. Cav is getting the Razor Hollow Sight. Now, I, I believe yep. that's the one that Mozzie has, um, and now um, Smoke and Nuck uh, also have too. Yep, is that Hollow Sight right? Cav will get that for her um, the uh, M12 SMG. Yep. So that's cool. Like it's yeah, just sure. It's just it's another an option, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's giving you the option, not forcing you to have it. Right. Right. So, I mean, that's that's only a good thing. Yeah. Um, sure. Now we'll get into the ridiculous on the other extreme. <laughs> so they say that uh, they wanted to give Ying some love. And, oh, boy, did a she. Too much love. <laughs> <laughs> a little too much love. Um, yeah. So her can she she got her candelas buffed uh, in this most recent update and they said they did not see the performance increase that they wanted to from her pick rate. So now they're going and I'm sorry, this is typical Ubisoft thinking, right? We're going to nerf double down or buff double down. We're going to go overboard and then we might be like, Oh, that was too much. And now we're going to have to dial it back. So here we go. Because they felt like Ying didn't get picked enough based on their last buff, now she is getting, she's going from three Candelas to four. This is after her Candelas already got buffed by having additional pellets and redistribution patterns and uh, yep. multi-distribution height on them. I mean, so, like, they just got buffed. Now she's getting four of them instead of three of them. Uh, she's getting smoke grenades to replace her Claymores. So now she can throw five, uh, no, six, six, six things out, right? Two smoke grenades and uh, and the candelas. So I mean, you know, basically she can go up to a room and just chuck in everything all at once and create situations where defense can't see anything between smoke and flashes. Total chaos. And on top of that, her LMG is already a bullet hose. I mean, it, you know. What's the capacity down? I don't know. It's like, you know, it's a high capacity LMG and she can just sit there and fire for days as it is anyway. But now her damage on that thing is going from 43 to 46. So three extra points per bullet when she's already able to fire a hundred of these things without reloading Uh on top of having six throwables that all disorient vision for the defenders. She's the, I mean, she's Rambo soccer mom now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. This is this is definitely going to be one of those. Maybe she wasn't getting as picked, 
picked as often as they wanted her, and now she's she's going to be in every match. Um, yeah, and you know, I kind of think the reason that like they made some changes to her, and were like, oh, she's not being picked often enough. But I think that part of the reason she wasn't getting picked often enough is just that uh, there's a there's a high propensity for people to wind up flashing their own team accidentally. Oh, for sure. And I think just a lot of people are just a little gun shy of wanting to be put in that situation where they're like, ooh, I screwed over my own team. Uh, so, you know, and there's people that pick her and there's people mm-hmm. that do well with her. I've gone up against quite a few people that are very proficient with her and they're a nightmare to go against. Um, but now this is going to be even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <sighs> so that is all of the things being tested right now on the test server. Uh, again, all of that could be subject to change. We will have to see, but typically in 95% of cases, whatever's on the test server goes into the next patch. If there's stuff in here you don't like, what I suggest you do is go on to the actual official Rainbow Six test server subreddit. Uh, and first of all, play it, right? I, I don't suggest anybody comment without playing the changes. Right. Because that's always kind of like a weird thing to do. You'd be like, ah, this is terrible. Well, have you tried it? No. You know, like <laughs> if you have access to the test server, please, please try it. If you don't have access, then it makes it a little bit more challenging. But yep. uh, if you do have access to the test server, try it for yourself. Leave that feedback on the test server subreddit and just let them know what you think if you don't like these things, uh, you know. So I guess that's what I would say on that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in addition, we have a bunch of um teased and leaked information and uh, this is stuff that has been uh, covered over on other journalist sites uh, you know pc games and windows central and places like that so i typically like to try to wait until other journalists are covering it before i will touch a leak but now that it is being covered by those other sites um feel you know like it's a good time to share so we uh we now know more about the next event that is coming I am simultaneously excited and dreading this next one. Yeah. Because it's part of it is what I've always wanted for an event. And the other part of it is so not. Yeah. Um, Old Hereford is returning in an upcoming event. Uh, I'm so excited about that because I have said for the longest time, I want Old Hereford to return in a custom event. Yep. The interesting thing is they're bringing it back as the new Hereford art assets, though. Right. It looks like new Hereford, but it's got the old Hereford floor plan. Right. Um, And I've watched some gameplay leaked of this, and the the level to me just looks like an abomination. It's like, you know, it's like seeing that old friend from school from 30 years ago. Uh, that, you know, you just, oh, I, I haven't seen them in forever. And then you finally see them and they've put on like 200 pounds of weight and are wearing all kinds of gross makeup. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just like, oh, my God, what happened to you? So now now when I see old Hereford, I'm like, old Hereford, yes. Oh, my God. You look like new Hereford, though. It is hideous. It is ugly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like with the gameplay I saw, too, like, I don't know if it was just because it was on PC and they had their. FOV slider at some weird perspective, but like the proportions looked weird. Weird. Yeah, they did. Um, but it is set during kind of like a prohibition era, kind of a theme. So like everybody looks like they're kind of like 1930s as far as the operator pools that you can select, you know, like warden has, you know, the like 
goofy 1930s haircut and other people have different, you know, clothing styles and, you know, headgears and whatever that kind of seem to uh, go in with that. Um, if there isn't an Al Capone charm, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's something using safes like, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, these like, you know, steel safes or whatever that are uh, on the site. Uh, during the leak gameplay, they showed them like you could interact with the safe, but when they press the button to interact with it, like nothing happened. So it seemed like maybe the feature wasn't fully implemented yet uh, right. during the leak gameplay, but uh, there's something to do with interacting with safes somehow. Um, so it's the old Hereford map using the new Hereford textures. And and here's something that could be really, really interesting or really, really awful if you think about it. Right. Apparently there's fully breachable floors and ceilings with no cross beams. What? So wherever you can shoot the floor or the ceiling, and remember in old Hereford, not all of the rooms could be. Right. right? I think like the entire upper floor, like was like, there was no soft floors there at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And even on the middle floor, there was only like some rooms that were, but wherever you have breachable floors, there's no cross beams. Now, if anybody has seen the original gameplay trailer for Rainbow Six back in like 2014, where they were teasing it before it was even released, uh, it was like the E3 2014 reveal trailer. They showed fully breachable floors on the house map where like they put down a breaching charge about where the living room hatch is now, but there was no hatch. They put it down on the floor. They just blew a hole in the floor with a breaching charge and dropped down. Right. So it seems like this is kind of like in that vein. I'm so curious what that's going to play like. Right, right. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Cuz that I mean, cuz also then from, you know, the um the floors and stuff, you can't necessarily uh reinforce them. So then there's not going to be a need for hard breachers. Everyone could just breach from the top. Right. Um and that's definitely going to shake things up a lot. So I'm thinking like what happens if you have and there's a reason they took this out right mm-hmm. from what the gameplay was because of reasons like about what I'm just about to ask. But so what happens when you have a soft floor that goes right up to a door? And so right. you just blow open the floor there. And this is a game where characters can't jump. So now you have a space that they can't cross. Right. Like, like what do you do with that? <laughs> Or maybe this is uh, the introduction to jumping in the game. No, I'm kidding. I'm I'm totally kidding. Shut your (laughs) dirty mouth. (laughs) There is no way that that's happening. Uh, Now we can spam jump and, uh, you know, it'll be great. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That's that's weird. I I think that that's going to create some problems unless they figure out a way to somehow... Um, make it so that you can only do that in specific areas. Um, and I don't know I don't what know. the areas would be limited to. The example that I saw in the gameplay they were showing in. So, again, we're thinking of old Hereford, not current yep. Hereford, right? But in old Hereford where you had, um, I believe, it was on the first floor by the stairwell. Was that kitchen? I, I get confused which one's which because, like, there was one side that was kitchen and one side that was dining room. Right. I think I think kitchen was the bigger one and dining room was the smaller one. Smaller one. I think. Um so yeah, I, I think it would be the kitchen one, the one that's closer to the that little 
shipping container garage side. Right? Yeah. So inside of that room, they showed the floor being opened up. Or no, that would be the ceiling of that room. They right. showed opened up where you could see upstairs into what would be second floor office. Is there a hatch in second floor office? There, there was, and I did not see one, but I was not necessarily specifically looking for one. But I think given uh-huh. that the floors are all breachable, it wouldn't make sense to have one anyway. So I well, think, I think hatches might just be removed. The, the, the reason I'm bringing that up is it could be that they brought back the old blueprints just to get this video out and then put the new uh, look on it. And maybe for some reason, kind of like how they showed in house, they're breaching this area that where the hatch normally would be. And then they're just going to put hatches in and put the, um, yeah, you the area they showed outside? was way bigger than a hatch that was blown oh, open. Yeah, that's true. It that was is... like a third of the room. Right. Uh, yeah. And it was crazy because you had like, I think you could even see like some people up on that second floor look, like looking down looking through down. the giant hole. Um, it was just, it looked a little insane. <laughs> well, fair enough, fair enough. Um, kind of going back to um, the safes. Um, another thing, and I mean, this is uh, a slow transition, um, but another couple things that got leaked, um, is that the next, um, stuff, the information for the next arcade playlist, uh, they're gonna, uh, introduce the gun game, um, which is a fun game. I don't know how they're gonna do it with, um, different operators and stuff, but that'll be interesting. Um, but they're also going to come up with a capture the flag based game. And those are like, it sounds like maybe two separate arcades. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think this is just, um, info for future games in the arcade playlist. Um, and going back to that capture the flag thing, it could be, they could have leaked both of them. Um, in a way that um, the safes are the flags and you have to bring them back to your side. Maybe something something along that instead of like, you know, because they're, you know, they're definitely trying to make things more realistic. Like I'm, I'm just thinking about going, you know, back to old school Halo and playing capture the flag and, you know, red versus blue red gets the blue flag and is just running with the giant flag. And this, I mean, this would make it more realistic. Yeah. Like you open up the safe and there's a flag inside the safe and then you got to run it back or something. Uh Or Or like maybe the flag is like, um, you know, money from, you know, all of those illegal alcohol sales that we're doing in the prohibition. I don't, I don't know, but that, I mean, that's, that could be a potential possibility. Um, it would be interesting to see how, especially with some of these maps, how they would do that. Like is capture the flag, just a new, um, protect hostage. Yeah. I don't know. You know, so that'd be interesting. Um, I don't know. What do you think about uh, the gun game and capture the flag based games? I was never a fan of gun game stuff in like Call of Duty or whatever. It just was never really my thing. But I could see capture the flag being pretty interesting. And uh-huh. I've said it before when it comes to arcade playlist or even when it's old Hereford you know, event or whatever it might be. 
Like there's stuff that I'm not going to like, but thank God they're doing it anyway. I don't have to like all of it and not all of it might work and all, some of it might be stupid or annoying or whatever, but they're trying stuff. They're experimenting. And that is a breath of fresh air in its own right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of new content, that's a breath of fresh air. We have also gotten the latest leaks regarding uh, the next season's operators. And this is an important one because this will be the last time uh, for, for the known future for the next year and a half where we will see two operators released at once. This is the last right. time because after the season two, season three and four, and then all of, of the following year will be just one operator. Release one operator. Season. Yep. Uh, so we now know what both of these are. So the first one, I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce this. Uh, it, it looks like Phyllis way. I don't know. Uh, is so she's a female defender from South Africa and she has smart barbed wire. Um, now we talked about this actually once before several episodes ago that this was kind yep. of leaked, but like th that's all we knew. Yeah. We knew her name, uh, where she was from and that she had smart barbed wire, but we didn't know any specifics. Well, now we know more specifics. So the barbed wire, uh, it slows down enemies more than regular barbed wire. Plus it does damage over time when moving through it and it's immune to melee. So you can't just punch the barbed wire and break it like you can with normal barbed wire. I assume it's still vulnerable to explosives though. I'm sure it would be. Yeah. It also marks enemy gadgets that move through the wire. So if you drive your drone through her smart barbed wire, the drone will get tagged. It sounds like, um, which would be cool. Cause then it'll help yeah. you spot where that drone is to shoot it more easily. So it doesn't get in the sight and hide. Uh -huh. Um, so that, that's kind of cool. Uh, so she is a three armor, one speed. So she's tanky. Um, and her weapons loadout is that she will use legions T five SMG with an ACOG option. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her shotgun primary is going to be Mira's ITA 12 L. So this is not Mira's pocket shotgun. This is the actual, like if she chose the shotgun as a primary, the primary. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, that's the 12L as opposed to the 12S. Right. Um, and then for her secondary pistol, she uses, I think it's Ella's, uh, the RG-15. Oh, okay. So um, what are your first initial thoughts on, on what this operator brings to the table? Um, I mean, I am going to be intrigued by trying um, the T5 SMG with an ACOG. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that sounds like that's going to be fun. Um, I really, actually, I really like the idea, for the most part, of the smart wire barbed wire. I think that's a really cool, um, cool idea. But I, it, it, I'm not feeling super excited. I think, obviously, you know, I'll still have to test her out and see what she's actually like. And once, you know, things get closer, I'm sure I'll have my opinion changed. But I'm not like... I'm not I'm not sold right now. If that makes sense. Okay. Well, it just kind of seems like a generic. But I mean, like the the barbed wire and I I think it's going to be one of those things once I actually try out the barbed wire and test it and see what its actual potential could be. Um that will be a little bit more exciting. I think the fact that you can't um melee it is a really awesome thing. Okay. Um 
that's going to be cool. And I think also maybe depending on how it looks, like if it actually looks like normal barbed wire. Um, I think there has to be some kind of visual indicator that it's different somehow. Well, yeah, but maybe like a minor one so that yeah. like because, it, you know, that'll also be one of those things that like if it's a over the top, like you can com- totally tell that this is a different kind of barbed wire, then people are just going to find a different way to come in. And then it's like, all right, well, cool. It's another entry denial device, but it's not being utilized as effectively as it would be if it looked like normal barbed wire. Yeah. OK. Um, I'm going to take a slightly different position and say I, I think I'm a little bit more interested in this than it sounds like you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, I, I will agree that having uh, Legion's SMG with an ACOG option on it is really cool. And first, that's going to be fun. Let me say that I am all for the fact that as long as they're going to reuse weapons, why not make different operators have different attachment options? Yes. Absolutely. Oryx does not have the uh, ACOG on his MP5 that Doc and Rook have. Cool. I'm good with that. She has the ACOG and Legion doesn't. Cool. I'm good with that. Now, can we give Warden an ACOG on the MPX? You know, just because <laughs> Valkyrie doesn't have it. But like, I like to see those variations. Like, oh, this operator can kit it out a little differently, which may complement a different play style. Another yeah. reason I'm pretty excited for her is that this character is clearly built to be an objective anchor. She's yeah. a, she's a one speed. She's tanky. She's not. So we have a new defender that is specifically not meant for roaming. For roaming. Yeah, I'm all about that. Her objective or her um, I'm sorry, her gadget is meant to be played on the objective. You yeah. know, it's it's just something that's like this operator is clearly designed to be built as an anchor. I'm also interested to see how this smart wire works with. So mm-hmm. it's going to be somewhat easily countered. There's a lot of explosive options whether it's Ash or Zofia or it's uh, throwing a, you know, a frag grenade into it or whatever, not from Buck. Um, <laughs> you, you know, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of people will be able to kind of counter it and take it out. Right. Um, and there might be other ways to deal with that, too. You know, I mean, right off the bat, I'm sure this is something that like IQ is going to be able to scan through, you know, any any surface and see the the pile of, of the smart right. barbed wire and there's going to be a lot of interesting things, but like, so it causes damage when you go through it. I'm curious to know, like what happens when you combo that up with like a bandit battery or a Kaid charge that can you electrify the smart wire and essentially cause like extra damage? damage. I don't know. I'm, I'm super intrigued with this. So I guess it'd also be interesting to see like if someone gets downed near the smart wire and like tries to back up through it, like if that kills them then, um, or something along those lines, right. or like how how much actual damage um the smart wire does over time. Or like, think about other can... combos too, like what happens when you put a lesion uh mine inside of the barbed inside wire. Inside of it. Now, like she already can't sprint through the wire and lesion mm-hmm. prevents her from sprinting, but now because it's going to slow a person down even more than regular barbed wire. It's going to take them longer to get clear of the barbed wire before they can take it out. So it's going to cause the lesion mine to do more damage. Or do you take it out while you're standing in the barbed wire? And while you're taking it out, you have a few extra seconds while you're in her smart wire. So you're taking damage from the smart wire. Like it sounds like there's more combo opportunities there. So maybe even then um, frost putting uh, frost mat in the barbed wire. Maybe that's coming back to that insta kill. Or, or killing over time. Over at least. time. Yeah. 
Um, no, I'm all about comboing operators. I think that's a very cool thing to do. And I feel mm -hmm. like there's a lot of possibility there for her. And when she comes out, we'll test her and we'll find out yeah. what works and what doesn't. But I see a lot of potential combo possibilities and that's, I like that. I'm slightly more intrigued. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not wowed, still not wowed, but I'm slightly more intrigued. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, if, if she seems a little generic for you, then let's get a little wild and crazy with this next oh, one here. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we talked about her before in just that limited, this is the name, this is what they do, but now we know uh -huh. specific. Same with this next one. So we know that the male attacker is from Norway, and his name is Odin, because, of course, uh, Thor was taken, apparently. So <laughs> <laughs> Odin has... Okay, so if the barbed wire was too generic for you, here you go, Captain. This one's for you. Odin has a stealthy spider drone that can climb up walls, ceilings, surfaces, and dig holes through soft walls. But wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> also, it can fire a charge that will replenish attacker health over time while within the charge's area of effect. He's a two-speed, two-armor character uses Jackal's C7E assault rifle or fuses AK-12, essentially two of the maybe three arguably best assault rifles in the game, or Bandit's and Jaeger's M870, arguably one of the best shotguns in the game. Yep. Secondary pistol is either the Spetsnaz PMM, arguably one of the better pistols because of its high damage, uh, or the SDP 9mm pistol. Go. <laughs> So, first of all, this, I mean, this is, like, attacker overload. Um, might as well also just give them frag grenades. You know, <laughs> just go for it right well, away. Well, we don't know what the secondary <laughs> gadgets are going to be yet. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think the stealthy spider drone is amazing. I think that is going to be a super cool um, gadget or drone, whatever. Um, I don't think that it needs to, like, charge, like, fire a health thing. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a little much. And, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't say how many charges it gets. Is it just one? How many drones does he get? Just one? Having one already sounds overpowered. It, well, exactly. And that's the thing. Is this going to be something that, like, charges over time? Or is it just one per drone? Is he going to get more than one drone? That's, you know, those are going to be deciding factors of, like, is this, like, I mean, you know, obviously Odin is the all-father, like, and they're <laughs> clearly turning this this operator, obviously, into God already. Um, this is going to be, you know, Tachanka's son. But, um... Um, it, like the, the, the idea of a stealthy spider drone is amazing. I think yes. that's going to be so cool just to be able to like, um, put a drone up in the corner of a room is going to be so significant as opposed to, it's going to, it's going to make it easier for, um, the people like me that can't get the sweet drone spots like you, you know, <laughs> you, you spend the entire prep phase getting your drone in the perfect spot. And then I just have my little spider drone climb up right next to you. We can be <laughs> friends. It'll be great. Um, I think it'll also be really interesting, um, to see the size of the hole that it can dig through. 
like is that gonna be and is is, is it gonna cause noise too because that's gonna be really awesome to create soft wall like peaks right what do you think and I guess that's me. That's not even getting into the weaponry. I'm just talking about, you know, his ability. But right. what, what do you think? Well, so I'm right there with you on this. The stealthy spider drone just sounds so cool. It For does. the longest time, I have felt that an attacker deficiency is the amount of cameras it has access to. Because really, attacker intel is just based around the drones you throw out. Yep. The drones are frequently shot. Uh, they are usually not in the best places. You know, I like I try to do some really good drone parkour and get them up into some ridiculous places. But, you know, even even if you know great spots like that, you're still making a lot of noise and doing a series of four or five jumps to get into a position, which and attracts attention. You, yeah. And that's only if you hit each jump correctly. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm all about putting drones in cool places and this is going to make that so much better, but I'm so happy to hear that it sounds like attack is finally going to have a different Intel, uh, camera based Intel, yep. uh, than, than just having those, um, you know, kind of drones that it, it, it's normally dependent upon because I feel like defense has had so much in the way of, you know, pre-placed cameras in the map, uh, Valkyrie cameras, Echo drones, and Mozzie yep. drones, and uh, deployable bulletproof cameras, and Maestro yep. turrets, and like they have so much camera utility. And then offense has drones that just get shot to hell all the time, or mute jammed, or, you know, taken over by Mozzie, and it's like, well, mm -hmm. okay, you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> um, so having this, you know, spider drone just sounds so cool. I like that it can climb up surfaces. I hope that it can even stick to like ceilings and like climb yeah. upside down on ceilings. That would be really I cool. I mean, I would assume so. Like, you know, if they're talking about it, like, well, it's yeah, a it spider, does say ceilings. Actually, know. it says walls, yeah. ceilings, surfaces. Ceilings and surfaces. What do surfaces mean? I guess maybe that means like over like stacks of lumber or, you know, like like objects too. I guess. Yeah, like, what a, it means. like a vase or something. Uh, and tables and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then it says digs holes through soft walls. So this tells me that it's not necessarily like uh, like you blow it up and it leaves a hole behind in the wall. This tells me like it, it burrows into the wall and like yep. creates a hole, you know, by the yeah. sound of it. Right? Yep. Um, and I think that that just sounds insanely cool, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and it's just soft walls. It can't do anything with reinforced walls or whatever. Right. But um, like one common tactic when you're playing Valkyrie is to take a soft wall that's in a sensitive spot between two sites or two high traffic areas. And you make a hole in the soft wall and you toss your Valkyrie camera such that if you pan it left, you see one room and you pan it right. You see the other room because you've split the difference on the soft wall. And you can essentially do the same thing with this kind of a drone where it's like, okay, you toss it up there, you burrow the hole into the wall and then you can kind of leave it in that position where you can essentially watch two rooms at once from one position. Yep. That would be a cool, you know, thing to do. Absolutely. The, the firing <laughs> the, the health charge thing is like, what? This is two different gadgets. Yep. I don't understand. So it can fire a charge that will replenish attacker health over time while within the charge's area of effect. So I'm almost picturing something that's like an area of effect, you know, like 
like a smoke gas grenade or something like that. But uh-huh. obviously, instead of causing damage, it causes health, right? So the attackers, if they want the benefit of that, would have to remain within that area of effect. So it sounds like, yes, it's a benefit, but it would keep the attackers pinned to a certain location for yeah. at least a few to several seconds. Uh-huh. It kind of reminds me of, and I think I've made this comparison earlier in a different episode, um, but Ghost Recon Wildlands, where you have that drone that's a medic drone, right? and it explodes that, that health, and you have to actually stay in that AoE to get the benefit of it. Right. And then also, you know, is there overcharge with that? Right. You know, like, I mean, Finca can overcharge your health. Oh, God, what happens when you have this and then a Finca, too? Finca. Oh. Well, also, can this <laughs> uh, can this drone um, pick someone from a down-but-not-out state? Yeah, that's interesting, too. Now, of course, it all depends on line of sight, whereas yeah. Finca's global no matter where you are. Um, but... <sighs> I wonder, too, if this could also affect uh, defenders. Um, kind of like if Doc's being toxic and trolling and, you know, shoots an attacker with his that's good stim question. pistol. That's, that's an interesting question. So, like, yeah, what if you have somebody, an attacker that you're trying to help out, defense rushes him and kills him, and then quick, a couple of defenders jump into the Sit cloud in the, of exactly. particles and charge up? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm not going to say that it's not an interesting effect, but what I am going to say is it sounds overpowered to have both abilities in the same gadget. I agree. Uh, This just sounds like two separate operators to me, but uh, I don't know. And then you combine the weapons. He's got arguably the best reused weapons loadout using the, you know, like the C7E assault rifle is an amazing assault rifle. Fuses AK-12. It's great. I mean, some people really prefer the LMG just because of the ammo capacity, but the AK-12 is a beast in its own right. And then the M870 is like the, you know, defender rushing shotgun of of legend. (laughs) That's a strong kit. That is. Like I said, this this operator is going to be the (laughs) all-father. His secondary attacker gadget that's yet to be revealed is a trident or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Summon storm clouds he actually, or... Yeah, he's able to get lightning. That's great. Uh, so those are the, the two operators that we can expect to be seeing coming next season along with the um, reworked house map that we'll be getting. Yep. So um, sounds like next season could be kind of interesting. It could be. Uh, I'm definitely excited to hop onto the test server and give those guys a try. Um, I'm still waiting for uh, Tachanka to be able to, you know, use that LMG without it being mounted. So yes, our favorite Russian Spetsnaz operator. <laughs> yep, exactly. He will definitely be out there um, doing interesting things. The difference, though, is now, you know, because we've been talking about so many leaks, um, here's another fun one. Um, Russian custom sites uh, apparently are being planned to be removed from the game, and all pistols will now have a red dot site added to them. What do you think about that? Okay, so (laughs) here's the thing with leaks. They're, They're not official. They're unconfirmed, and even if they're based on information that was planned, they're subject to change. I'm severely hoping that's the case here. Yes, yes, fingers crossed. For both of them. 
I <laughs> don't understand why would you take Russian sites out of the game? You know, is it one of these things where it's like, well, the pros want everything to be the same all the time? It's like, well, look, if you haven't adapted to Russian sites being different from the launch of the game to five years later, then I don't know what to tell you, dude. But right. I, like, I don't think this is an example where that could that necessarily needs to matter. Um, because first of all, I mean, how many of the Russian operators are played in pro league all that much anyway? Right. Um, but I mean, it's not to say that they never are, but it's rare. I mean, I, I mean, are they saying that like, that's why I doubt it. I think it has more to do with like the utility and things like that, but oh, yep. whatever. Um, it's one of the things that was distinctive about it. And I thought it was a really cool call to see. And then when they did other operators that had custom sites, like Mozzie had a custom hologram site, um, we know that that wound up transferring over to Nuck and Smoke, and now yep. um, Caviera is getting it on her M12 SMG with uh, the Razer holographic site. Having these unique sites that are a little different sprinkled around are really cool. I'd actually like to see more distribution of those sites, not having right. them be removed. Yep. Yeah, once again, it's kind of like they're just taking content away from the game again. Yeah. I, and that really pisses me off. Yeah. Now, again, it's, it's an unconfirmed oh, leak. Yeah. But also, in addition to taking content away, they're forcing other content on you without giving you an option. Um, you know, going going to the pistols, now it's all pistols are going to have a red dot sight attached to them. That is incredibly obnoxious. You're, you're, you're not going to get the choice to either have it or not. It's just all pistols now are going to have this from the way that the leak is worded. Right. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm saying this all as if these leaks are correct. And they come from that same credible source that seems to season after season have some kind of inside information that pans out to be accurate. Yeah. Uh, so there's definitely credibility behind it. Yeah. And again, even if it is 100% credible, like, yes, that was what plan was planned. Uh, the development team could change their mind on it. You know, yeah, for sure. Um, and I certainly hope that they do. But, like, I do not want to see a red dot sight added to every pistol in the game. I think that there are some pistols I would love to put it on and some mm -hmm. pistols I just don't want it on at all. Uh, for instance, I think that the uh, the CZ-75, you know, the the pocket, uh, it's almost like a machine pistol that Kali uh -huh. has or um, Vigil and Dokubi can also pick uh, as an alternate to their SMG-12. Uh, I think that that it has a very low flat iron sight profile and I wouldn't mind seeing a red dot on that. You know, that'd be cool. There's For other sure. guns where it's like, no, I'm fine with the iron sights as they are. Leave yeah. that thing off there. I don't want it. Now, if they did it as an option where it's like, Hey, we're bringing this option to all pistols. If you want it, you can put it on. Yep. Then yeah, bring it, give me the option, but don't yep. put me into a position where I have it, whether I want it or not. So here's a question then, um, because Cavietta's pistol, um, a lot of people use it as a primary too. Right. Um, you know, is that also going to get the red dot scope or mm. the red dot sight? Because then I would think you know, so. I mean, how how much is that going to affect the game too? Now, now instead of you know having to be good at aiming, you know, with iron sights on a very specially designed pistol. Now you're going to have, you know, extra accuracy. Like I, I feel like that that's going to break the game right there. I, yeah. I don't know if it'll break the game, but it's just, 
for me, it's I don't like when they do things that force change on you, whether you wanted it or not. You know, yeah. oh, if you're playing ranked, you're playing bomb now, whether you wanted it or not. If you wanted to play secure area and hostage, it's too bad. We removed the ability for you to choose. Right. And again, it's taking away an option that I yep. resent, right? So in this case, it would be like, oh, well, you used to rock iron sights, but now whether you want it or not, we're not letting you do anything else other than what we say this should be. And like, right. I liked the, the iron sights on some guns just fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, if they're going to add it in as an option to any gun, Sure, bring it on. I'm all about an option. Yeah. But being forced into a position where it's like the choice is made for you, doesn't matter if you don't like it. We think this is better. And now going forward, we're alternate, well, you know, making it this way instead. Too bad. Yeah. That I don't like. I hear that. Yeah. I'm not a fan of either of those. And I definitely hope that both of them uh, prove to be false or at least um giving the option for the red dot site would be I'd be okay with that. Well, and but why can't forcing... they do that for the Russian sites too? For well instance, and that's the thing. The operators that had the Russian sites, I don't know what the rationale behind it is. Mm-hmm. Right? It's been in there for five years. It's fine. It's, yep. it's fine. But if the rationale is and I don't know if it is or not, but if the rationale is that, you know, the pros are like, oh, it's not consistent. We should have consistent sites across the board. Uh then why not give them the option to have a choice of any of the sites so that you can choose the custom Russian ones or you can choose the standard red dot reflex and holographic. Right. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, you, you at least have the choice, but again, to just be like, uh, we're choosing this for you too bad. It's gone. We've removed the content, you know, tough crap. I like, ah, I, I'm, I never like that line of thought. Never. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it does it does kind of seem like you, you kind of hit this on the head, too, about how um, certain, you know, people in pro league like everything to be the same. Um, and I'm sure they weighed out their options of keeping you know, the Russian custom sites and just making it as an option. And I'm sure someone complains saying that, oh, it gives someone a split second better advantage or something. And it's, it's not equal. It's not the same. And that's ridiculous. It's dumb. I don't like it. Um, but I'm sure somewhere they tried to weigh out the options, but let's, let's just hope that it's false. (laughs) Right. Well, and the other thing that strikes me as odd is we saw the rework to Chanka have uh, a different holographic site. Right. Um, in the, in the preview trailer they showed, uh, and they also showed, um, or, or I'm sorry, we also know that we are now getting, uh, Caviera is getting the M12 with the Razor holographic site, which is a custom um, right. holographic site. And then, of course, you know, Mozzie and Nook and, you know, what is Smoke and all of them have have that too. So does that mean that they're going to take those custom sites out too at some point down the road? I mean, that would seem a little weird to me. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm again, I'm all about give me options. Don't take away content. You know, if you mm-hmm. have a problem with something that's on there now, then, you know, if people don't like that's the Russian reflex, then give them the choice between the Russian reflex and the standard reflex if you want to do it that way, you know, or something. 
Yeah, maybe, and I mean, this is wishful thinking again, but maybe um, the content of that statement actually is instead of they're um, completely getting rid of um, the Russian custom sites, maybe they're just remaking it to be a different. Oh, so maybe different. Russian sites are being redesigned. Right. And maybe, you know, because they they only leak specific things, uh, they didn't leak the entire plan. So maybe, yeah, it's just getting, you know, a little polish or something. Okay. All right. I, I mean, I'd be more about that. You know, right, changing right. an option rather than removing, removing an option is, mm. is better. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, based based on, you know, what it's saying, you know, it's saying it's being removed from the game. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's right, what's wrong, because obviously these are just leaks and stuff. But, you know, hopefully um, sooner than later, we'll be able to have a more clear understanding of what they mean by both of those. Um, but let's uh, kind of go uh, finish up with our um, community Q&A. Um, and like Icy Cat said earlier, uh, we did not do a pro tip in the beginning um, because this question is actually asking for tips for two different operators. Um, so an angry puppy um, wants to know, uh, little good boy, want a treat? No, I'm sorry. Um, I've been a smoke and thermite main for quite a while now, and I was wondering if you guys had any tips for them. I've recently reached plat three and have been looking for tips for higher ranks. Um, I have never been platinum in my life, so I don't know if my tips are going to be as beneficial to you as you want, um, <laughs> but I'll take smoke for you. Um, you know, obviously, most people use um, Smoke's gadgets as or his ability as a um, an entry denial sort of situation. Um, you know, that's what he's used for, or that's what he's meant for, and you know, it's it's effective. Um, a lot of times, I also like to use it as a way to funnel operators to my position. Um, you know, uh, scenario, um, we're, we're in plane, um, and we're in one of the hallways, um, and they're trying to go downstairs and I'm hiding behind that refrigerator, uh, in the, uh, kitchen area or whatever it's called. Um, and I see them go past me and they're, you know, heading towards to go downstairs. Uh, and I have a smoke waiting there already. So I fire it off. Um, and that stops them dead in their tracks. Um, so they're waiting for that, uh, you know, go away or they even come back um, and retrace their steps. And I'm waiting for them. So they're all turning around and I just start mowing them down. Um, I feel like that's a really um, good way of using them. Um, and especially also if, if, if you're, um, communicating with other teammates, um, you know, you have someone roaming, uh, above you. Um, and if you have the map knowledge, you know where they are based on, you know, looking at their outline, if you have that on or not, or just communicating on where they are. Um, you, uh, and the person lets them know, uh, you know, jackals going down this hallway. Um, you know, so you get a, smoke up there, set it off and make them reroute. And then calves right there to finish them off and interrogate them. Um, that's a fun one. Uh, another, another really cool 
way of using him um, as use using his ability as just a smoke grenade in general. Um, you know, getting attacked by someone, you throw down the smoke, throw it up, and you can disperse without being seen. Because um, it's hard to see through it. You can't, you know, just like a regular smoke. And that also deters um, someone from coming after you, too. Um, there's been many a times that, um, you know, a smoke has been thrown down um, and a blitz just runs through um, because, you know, he has a shield in front of him and, you know, you're shooting wildly and all you're doing is hitting the shield. Um, um, so, or, you know, a Montane too. So being able to throw that smoke down and set it off to disperse, um, it's going to make it so that they think twice about actually running through that smoke. That's a really good way to think about it. Uh, using the smoke grenade defensively instead of offensively. Of course, yeah. it's meant for area denial, as you said. Um, and also mm. using it to funnel attackers is really useful. But it, it can be improvised to be used defensively. Yep. It's not quite, I mean, you can see through it a little bit. It's not as uh, solid as an yeah. actual attacker smoke grenade, but um, it, it can be used to make it uh, harder to see you if, you if you need to move position to a certain degree, depending on the angle, depending on the situation, depending on what's going on. Uh, but it, it's an interesting way to kind of improvise on, and adapt on the fly. Absolutely. Uh, so I'll take the thermite side of this equation. Uh, this is a bit more of an advanced trick, uh, but it's something that you can do if you ever find yourself in a situation where you're playing Thermite and your Thatcher has been killed or or maybe it's Kali has been killed or or maybe nobody took one. And then as Thermite, you run into this electrified wall and you're like, oh, crap, what do I do now? Uh, so what you can actually do, and, and this is only going to work if the objective is on a floor that you can get onto a floor above the objective, right? But if you run into an electrified wall, uh, if you can figure out, if your map knowledge is such that you can figure out where that wall exists in the floor above, you can go to that position and set your thermite charge down on the floor in such a way that it, it intersects the electrified wall's position. And what's going to happen is you can set that charge off and it will, it will go off because obviously the floor is not electrified. And a weird thing happens. Uh, so you will destroy the reinforcement section in the upper like third of the reinforced wall. And it won't blow a hole clean through it. It will just leave a soft wall behind. And then you can go back downstairs and using shotguns or grenades or just shooting through it, whatever you want, you know, any kind of way of breaking through that surface, uh, you can then break a hole in there. So that wall that was electrified and Thermite wasn't able to get through, he can still find ways to get uh, through, at least in that kind of a way. Now, that's not going to leave you a hole that you can run through. It's only going to be like that upper third-ish or so of the reinforcement panel. Um, it's also going to be a little hard to get straight shots through it to kill what's on the other side. But where it's going to work really well is if you have any kind of elevation. So any site where once that upper third is broken, if there's like, say, if there's a stairwell nearby and you can kind of use the angle of the stairwell to raise your elevation so you can see up and over it. You know, now you've cracked open that wall that otherwise thermite would have had no way to open up. And now you can see into site. And then when you use that elevation or maybe there's a, a table or a, or a pile of whatever that you can vault up on top of and see over it or whatever, 
it gives you a way to do it. Or maybe it's even something where um, you do that and then depending on the wall and the site, you then have the ability to go outside and go on a rappel and use the rappel lines elevation to see over the top of that upper third of the wall. Um, and it right. just creates an unexpected uh, angle to hit from that defense is going to be really confused by because it's like, wait a minute, we had that wall electrified and they didn't even have a Thatcher. How did they, how did they even open that up? You know? Um, so it's an interesting advanced technique that you can do. Again, you just find where that wall is on the floor above it. And you place that thermite mm -hmm. charge on the floor where it would intersect the wall below it. And because it's protected, the, the floor insulates it from that electrified charge. It will still detonate. And then you just have the soft wall to contend with that's left behind. An interesting little trick that you can do with Thermite uh, that's definitely more in the advanced realm of uh, how to use his kit. Okay, well, that has been uh, a pretty full, yeah. um, you know, set of, of just all kinds of things going on as far as this episode is concerned. We've had a lot of things to talk about from leaks to upcoming content to what we think about various things. And uh, so, you know, I'm just going to invite everybody, as always, to go ahead and join us over on the Rainbow Six Radio subreddit. Uh, you can leave comments and feedback there. You can ask us questions. We will be happy to talk with you and interact. Uh, so please do go ahead and do that. If you have enjoyed the podcast, please make sure that you, you know, give it uh, a like, a follow, a retweet, uh, you know, share it uh, with everybody, but also make sure that you subscribe to it as well so that you're aware uh, every time we drop a new episode each week and you can be part of the podcast and follow along. So until next week's episode, we will see everybody later. Thanks a lot. This has been Rainbow Six Radio. Be sure to tune in next time for even more Rainbow Six talk, news, and information.